0: that every time a black man uh actually expresses himself like say for instance Kanye West even though we know he does a lot but he was expressing himself or when Tyrese would had his thing where he was expressing himself or Will Smith he was expressing himself not saying it was the best way to do it but hey you know why is it that every time a a black man expresses himself it is seen or deemed as unnecessary or or weak when all in actuality is like that was the the, the the uh the, what, how to say the hair on the camel's back how they say it
1: <laughs> like why is it that so why when black men express themselves is it seen as weak yeah I don't know I have the answer to that because I remember even with like Tyrese remember when Tyrese had the issue with his daughter and yep. he became a meme yeah you know? and I won't lie at the time I was a lot less. Understanding when mm-hmm. it first came out because it's easy mm-hmm. to hop onto these things. Yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Conversations for the Culture podcast. I'm super super excited for uh this episode. For those of you who uh wanted Portia here today, uh she's not here, so hopefully you still listen. Hopefully y'all like me enough to uh, continue to listen to this, but this is a very important conversation. We are talking about black mental health and I stress men because today we're going to talk about black men and their mental health. Um, I have a very special guest today, Ahmad Grant. How you feeling, brother?
0: Man, I'm good, man. I'm blessed black and highly favored. I always tell people that because hey, you gotta be blessed, black, and highly favored out here these days.
1: <laughs> got to, got to. All right. So, real quick before we get into deep into this conversation and dive into the combo, uh, tell the people, um, just tell the people who you are, what it is that you do, and um yeah, and then we'll move on from there. Yeah, so my name is
0: Amar Grant, and I'm all about self-love, self-wealth, self-worth, man, but I started my journey off within mental health, all right? was um, talking about mental health for the past five years, uh, went through a situation to where it brought me to light, to where I knew I had to talk about my mental health as a man, and, um, and yeah, so I'm from South Carolina originally, um, and I'm still here in South Carolina, so shout out to everybody from SC. <laughs> shout
1: out to South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you said for about five years you've been in this... Um, yeah, so you said about five years. Uh, you've been in the mental health space. Um, did you go to school for it? Like, talk me through that.
0: No, so I got a degree in life. I got a master's de- Well, I said doctor's degree because of all the okay. things that I've been through. But, um, yeah, I got a degree uh, in life because life surely hit me at an early age. Um, so I lost my sister at 25 when she was 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, at that moment in time, it, it truly showed me and made me open my eyes to mental health. Because I never knew that, you know, men can even be depressed. I never knew that men could even actually have feelings. Cause you know, being taught as, as at a younger age, it's like you a man, you know, you don't cry. So uh, going through that stage of what I've been taught as a young child and then still trying to get through regular life, um, I definitely know I had to do something when it came to talking about mental health or just dealing with my own personal
1: mental health. I like that. That's that's deep. A doctorate in life. Oh. That's real, that's real. Um So there's one thing that we do as a community and we have this whole what happens in this house stays in this house. Um, I actually did an episode about that um, at the beginning of the podcast when I first started doing this podcast. Um, Why do you think that's a thing?
0: Because I think our parents, their parents told them to keep and what goes on in this house has to stay in this house because we don't got time for our business to be out there in the streets. You know, you know, if our if ne- next door neighbors, they got some things going on and they get out, that's them. But don't ever let it happen to us because then I'm going to have to pop you as a child because I told you about running your mouth. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that created a culture of us not being, being able to hold ourselves accountable for how we're feeling or even holding us accountable mm-hmm. for what we're going through. So I think that, that definitely created a stay quiet and just deal with it and suffer in
1: silence type of culture. Mm. Mm. That's so... Mm, that's so real because I feel like that's something that we do and it's like we live in, and then we, we live and we suffer in silence. There's been generations that have just lived and suffered in silence. Um, I talked about this in the mental health. I mean, in the, what happens in this house stays in this house, um, conversation that we did. And one thing that I know is for a fact, like we, especially when it comes to certain issues like molestation Mm-hmm. Right. That's a big one. Yeah. Abuse, whether it's mental, physical abuse, all of these different things that, um you know, we see and we don't talk about them. Mm-hmm. And then we grow up. Right. Then we grow up and it's like we have generations of broken men, generations of broken women who have never really addressed their issues because we were told. What happens in this house stays in this house don't put my business out in these streets
0: yeah yep and and, and to piggyback off that record it's like we always talk about generational wealth but we don't ever talk about the generational curses of the generational pain generational trauma generational you know depression we don't ever talk about that stuff so i feel like before we even get the generational wealth let's deal with the generational depression or the things that we've been through or our parents been through or whatever like we got to deal with it at some point because if not what you put behind you is stay behind you but so long until it comes right back in front
1: of you mm. that's good so when it when it comes to because i feel like black women are a lot more in tune with their mental health i feel like yeah. black women pay attention to those things a lot of times. Why do you think we as black men we don't really have these conversations? Why do you think we're just not really in tune with our emotions, our feelings, and you know, getting help when we need help? Certain
0: things. Men ain't supposed to cry, men ain't supposed to have feelings, men ain't supposed to show emotion. Men are supposed to be this they're they're like we're subjective to one category and that's it. And that's to just be strong. But what happens when being strong is not the thing you to really supposed to do, you're supposed to really you know, open up or be vulnerable at some points of time because we're all human. So I think we were conditioned at an early age. Definitely conditioned.
1: Oof, Conditioned at an early age. Mm-hmm. Conditioned at an early age. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. Even a lot of times I think about even in my own household, right? And I think about the times that I actually saw my own father, like, cry. And yeah. I feel like I only probably seen him cry. In my whole entire lifetime. Now, granted, he's probably cried more than that, but yeah. there's another thing that we do is we hide our emotions from our loved ones. I'm somebody who does that, right? So I know for a fact, that's something that I even did, even like when my grandmother had passed away uh, about two years ago, two, three years, three years ago now, um, I want it to be like the tough one, right? The tough cousin, the tough... You know, so like around my cousins, I was like, you know, I'm, you know, I got you. You okay? Even though I wasn't okay, right? Um, so like, even thinking about my pops, I'm like, well, I know when my mom's passed, I seen them cry. Um, and then when my grandmother passed at the funeral, I seen them cry. But outside of those things, I'm not sure that I seen them cry.
0: Mm. Uh, and, and to think about it, man, I'm gonna be honest, Like I'm a man, right? And right. if, a, if i got a girl, I'm gonna let them out. I don't care. You know what I mean? I might do it for two, three seconds, but hey, I got it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then that's the thing. I feel like, man, um, in our generation right now, what seems to be strong really ain't that strong. Just because mm. a person don't show emotion doesn't mean that they ain't they don't got they don't have feelings. I feel like the people who do show feelings in front of their people show feelings or can cry in front of others, I feel like those are the strongest people. Because no matter how they're being judged, no matter what people think, listen, they know that they got to let this out because they know if they don't, guess what? It's going to come back and haunt them later on. So I feel like those are the strongest people, honestly.
1: Yo, the people who actually show their feelings are the strongest people. I I feel that. I feel that because it takes a lot to be able to express emotion. It takes a lot to be able to say, hey, I'm not okay." It takes a lot to be able to say, hey, there's something wrong and I got to fix it. And bottling bottling that stuff up inside, that never works. Because what happens from what I've personally seen, what happens is um what happens when we do that, we end up just bottling, 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 and then at some point you're oh. going to break. Oh, yeah. At some point, you're gonna break. So that's gonna be done in a different way. Maybe you're lashing out at some. So for instance, the past two weeks. Right? The past 2 weeks, what celebrity have we been talking about?
0: Uh Will Smith and uh Chris Rock.
1: Chris Rock. I guarantee you, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, but just watching the trajectory of things, I guarantee you that Will Smith has been what's the word? He has a lot of emotions and he's even talked about it in his book. If you read his book, he talks about it, right? Um he's probably had a lot of emotions that he's had to push down. Mhm. And it's just thing after thing. And then when you're living in the public life, you have to, you know, you add all of that into it. Whatever you yep. do, whatever happens in your family, is on display for the world to see. Right. Yep. So I think what happened was that slap was his manifestation of everything that was inside. And he was yep. just like, you know what? Yep. F this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slap the A shot at you. This is the perfect time. Yeah, so I really think that was just a matter of hey, that's a mental health thing, in my no, opinion.
0: No, no, and and I definitely agree. And the question I'm asking you is why is it that every time a black man uh actually expresses himself, like say for instance, Kanye West, even though we know he does a lot, but he was expressing himself, or when Tyrese would had his thing where he was expressing himself, or Will Smith he was expressing himself, I'm not saying it was the best way to do it, but hey, you know, why is it that Every time a black a black man expresses himself, it is seen or deemed as unnecessary or or weak. When all in actuality is like that was the the the, the uh the, what, how to say the hair on the camel's back. How they say it? <laughs> like why is it that?
1: So why when black men express themselves is it seen as weak? Yeah, I don't know. I have the answer to that because I remember even with like Tyrese. Remember when Tyrese had the yeah. issue with his daughter and yep. he became a meme. You yeah. know, we, and I won't lie, at the time, I was a lot less understanding when mm-hmm. it first came out, because it's easy to hop onto these things. No. What more do you want me? <laughs> Like, it was funny. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, he's not okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not okay for us to go ahead and we take this moment of weakness, and now we're making it a gif. We're making it a meme. It's like, mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. Yeah. And, and, um, and it always
0: happens to black men like black men on a different level. It's, you know, other people can do it and it's like, all right, okay, they did it. But when a black man does it, like it is it's blown out of proportion and used as a as a certain narrative, I guess I could say. It, it always happens like that. Always, always,
1: always, mm-hmm. always, always. always. Um, and then I feel like that makes it even harder for us to want to be expressive to want to show our emotions because it's like when we do show our emotions y'all laugh at us when we do show our emotions you say that we're weak yep like even will like for years people are like oh he's a sim he's a out he's a beta male blah 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 blah." he lets his woman walk all all over Mm -hmm. him he has no control of his kids and then when he Mm -hmm. does something that's seems to be more aggressive like I want it then it's he has no control over his emotions Mm
0: -hmm. see see i don't like it i don't like it at all and then the fact that these are celebrities so some people look up to these people and then Mm -hmm. when you have a different side trying to control the narrative when all the actuality you have to look at the whole trajectory of what he's trying to get accomplished you know that's just that's just me i just don't like it that's why i mean you just got to stand firm on on what you believe in and your mental health knowing that like, all right, you know, if you're doing the dirty work in the back, in the behind the scenes, you know, if you're healing yourself, you just stick to that, man, and you continue to impact or, or show other people that there is a different way to let go of what you've been through. Like, I feel like just keep going on, you know, just keep, keep going, no matter what.
1: So talk to me, you said that you do some coaching and you're doing mm. the TikTok thing, you're huge over on TikTok, you're huge on Instagram. Mm. Talk to me, like, how did that come about? Like, how did you become this voice?
0: I'm going to tell you right now, God had used me the way he had need to use me. <laughs> um, but no, I definitely found my purpose through pain. I'll be honest with you, man. I was on a whole deployment going through hell and hot water. <laughs> and throughout it all, I found my purpose throughout, it, throughout uh, all that pain. Um, I, I always knew I had this discernment type of spirit, this empath type of spirit. But it's like, all right, you know, I never truly accepted it. But then the moment I started accepting it and then knowing that my, my purpose on this earth was to heal and reveal, like heal what happened to other people, but mm. still reveal what's inside of them. That's how I, I was able to get to where I'm at now and still uh you know, still walking my purpose and without trying to hop on different transits and third. I'll just stay where I'm supposed to be doing and that's it. And it's been working for me.
1: I love that. I love that. I mean, man. Anybody who's listening, right, who may mm-hmm. be in um, you know, just in a in a place where they feel like they want to throw in the towel um they feel like life just life's kicking their ass right (laughs) because that's real for a lot of us um what would you say to them
0: it's gonna sound cliche but don't give up and what i mean by don't give up um i feel like you have to get comfortable with knowing that you may not see the vision but as long as you have faith it'll work out in your favor Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people problems is two things, not being patient and not continue to have faith. See, faith isn't something that you touch or feel It's something it's an actionable item for me. Because even when I don't understand something or even when I'm going through something, I have to understand, all right, I'm going to pray to God or I'm just let it go or I'm going to let it work its course. And then I'm going to continue to have the faith to know that it's going to actually happen and just be patient at the same time That's so that's my main thing for people like just just have faith and continue to be patient because it's going to work itself out
1: oh you talking good you talking good so you talked about faith right Mm -hmm. and we briefly talked about it but i kind of want to dive into the conversation a little bit more um because growing up you hear a lot of pray just pray about it Mm -hmm. right you hear a lot of just give it to take it to the lord in prayer Mm -hmm. right Jesus will fix it after yeah. a while. Hallelujah. All of that. Um, Why do you think there's such a disconnect between the church and when it comes to our faith in God, but mm-hmm. also our faith in medicine and our faith in therapy? Like, what's the disconnect?
0: For what, Number one, now, when it comes to the churches, I feel like churches or, uh, that like, the church always tried to make it seem like we have to be a certain type of people in order to even be in a certain type of church i feel Mm. like that's where they went wrong completely already like that mean you only picking and choosing who you're going to heal you're going to pick and choose who you're going to save like no that's not how that's supposed to go or and as far as therapy man people once again that has a bad narrative it's like oh you go
1: to therapy oh yeah you weak or something wrong with him or it's a demon because some of it is not it's not a demon it's therapy (laughs) It's it's like in the black community, man. Why why
0: is it that everything that's truly good for us, people deem it as bad? Yes. If I see brown, about to go eat a salad, my homeboy would be like, bro, you want to eat a salad? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Yo, yeah, bro, we healthy. do that. We it's, do that. Bro, it's healthy. Like you vegan, bro, be- bro? Yeah, you're yeah. not vegan, bro. You, you going to the gym? Why you going to the gym, bro? We about to hit club. club? Like, no, this nigga bro. going like, to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and the therapist went like, bro, bro, I'm about yeah. to like, you know, really go to therapy. Bro, you going to therapy? Bro, you crazy? Bro, you weak, bro. Like, like that's why you got to be careful of who you got surrounded around you because you will become your environment. If you got weak people around you, that's your environment. You will become one of those people. Sometimes you got to go in the isolation journey. Sometimes you got to go in that dark room. Sometimes you got to go to that place where it's only you because you know, what's truly good for you. But if you continue to depend on other people that don't truly know your purpose or don't truly know your path, bro, you're going to be just like right them.
1: That's good. Knowing the people, because I think that's a lot of people's problems yeah. is they just have the wrong circle around them. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing we do as Black people, too, is we do things like, so like you're telling me, um, you know, yo, bro, I've had a really bad day, this, that, and the other. My response shouldn't be, oh, bro, uh, you know, there's people out here who's homeless. There's people out here who's doing way, <laughs> who's doing way worse than you. Just mm-hmm. be glad that you're alive. <laughs> like, we give that advice to people. I've heard <laughs> that so many times, like stuff like that. It could always be worse. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I mean, you might as well have not said anything. And then <laughs> the one thing too is sometimes people just want you to listen to them. They don't need you to fix their problem. So, like me, right? Fact. I know, I know that God's in control. I know that if He did it before, He will do, do it again. <laughs> I know, all, I know all of that. So sometimes I don't need to hear that. I just yeah. need you to hear me. Yeah. Ooh. And I feel like a lot of times what we do is we want to fix everybody's problems. We want to solve their problems. You should do this, 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 and this. So right. one thing that I do in my friend group and in my relationships, I say, after, after they tell me what's going on, right, yeah. I said, how can I help you? What do you need from me? Right. Now, if they want solutions out of their situations, then right. I'm going to give them solutions. If they need time to take a couple of days to be pissed off, to be in their feelings, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them a little bit. I'm not not giving them two weeks or nothing like that (laughs) because we got to figure this thing out, right? Mm -hmm. But I believe when you go into deep isolation, isolation can be a bad thing as well. Yeah, facts, facts, Isolation because then you're just stuck with your thoughts. thoughts. And we saw in the pandemic a lot of people went off the deep end because they were isolated. And mm-hmm. then it was like, Oh my god, who is this person that I have to sit with 24 7? Um, but yeah, I, th- I think sometimes we we go into it when our friends come to us, when our loved ones come to us with an issue, we, we go into it saying, I'm gonna fix them right now. You can't fix anybody, you could be used as an instrument. Bad. But God's gonna be the one at the end of the day, God's gonna fix them. Um, because even but the that the therapy, I think it's a balance. I believe yeah. in God and therapy.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, I believe in both. Therapy therapy has always been a, uh, the best tool for me. Mm-hmm. Um first of all, going to a person that I know doesn't truly know me, they they're just like a clean slate, and knowing that they're not gonna judge me based off of what I'm about to tell them, then they know that it's like all right, they're yeah. It's it's not even about the qualifications of that person. It's the the fact that I know this person is listening to understand, not listening to respond. And it's like, just having a person that uh, helped me get through what I need to go through and then release everything I've been through in the past. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take that all day. You know what I mean? (laughs) Even if I got to pay you to to, to rant, hey, listen, at least I know you're listening to understand. (laughs) So therapy has always been a, a good thing for me. Like, I've always loved therapy.
1: Listening to understand. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. And I don't, I don't I think that's a um concept that a lot of people just don't get. Mm-hmm. They listen most so so many people listen just to respond. Facts. They're like, "Oh, I'm they said this, so I'm gonna say this next." Yeah. Like if <laughs> if you're sitting there and you already know what they're going to say before they stop talking, you mm-hmm. might as well just tell them that you don't care about what they're saying. As well? <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Might as well um let's talk about the young people out here right yes sir um once again i'm not a doctor you're not a doctor mm-hmm. um but one thing that i have realized is working with the youth mm-hmm. um a lot of these kids like in the school systems i feel personally the school system is failing our young people they failed our generation they failed the generation before and they continue to fail them because i mean yeah because When you have schools, especially in your inner cities, um, quote unquote, at risk areas like those, you know, like here in Chicago. Right. A lot of these schools have more security than they do therapists, social workers, caseworkers, like all these things. So one thing that I've noticed is a lot of times these kids seem like they're angry, but we don't ever go to the root of the problem. We see the fruit of the problem which is they're cussing at me they're being disrespectful they're being rebellious but the root is they have a whole crackhead mom at home the root is their dad beats on their mother the root is they saw their older sibling get gunned down the root is they saw some of their friends and at, at 13 they've already lost friends who've mm-hmm. been you know killed mm-hmm. um the root is they're taking care of they're 15 years old and they're taking care of five other kids in the house by themselves. But then they go to the school and they act out. And the very first thing that our educators want to do is send them to the principal's office. Mm -hmm. And then the principal, the very first thing they want to do is put them in suspension or suspend them, out of school suspension. Yeah. So then the very place that they come to as an escape, because if we're going to be 100, a lot of these kids come to school as an escape from their reality. For a lot of them, School is the only place that they actually eat real yeah. food, like an actual meal. Yep. So now instead of figuring out how we can help and serve this child, mm-hmm. we suspend this child and we put more labels on them. Yeah, We put more labels on them, we suspend them, and then now we're sending them back into that dysfunctional place that they're trying to get an escape from. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's frustrating. <sighs> It's so frustrating. Like, why are you mad? Like, I had a kid who I mentor um, and when I was doing this mentorship program, and I simply told him, I said, hey, I said, how was your day? Mm-hmm. And he, like, quit talking to me. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> quit effing talking to me. So most people, a lot of people would have been like, who you, Who do you think you're talking to? I'm an adult. You're a child. <laughs> no. I was like, I said, well, I said, what's your problem? Like, what's hap- what's good? yeah and then I found out that he was dealing with some issues at home his mom mm-hmm. had um his mom was sick, she had cancer, she has cancer, and like he's dealing with that and he's like, and then school today just really pissed me off. I'm in a bad mood. I'm like, all right, I feel you mm-hmm. Just control your emotions now, yeah. all right control your responses to people mm-hmm. that wasn't unnecessary. You could have just simply been like hey i'm not having a I'm not having a good day right. I don't feel like I don't feel like talking today I would have respected that. You mm-hmm. didn't need to tell me quit effing talking, <laughs> quit effing talking to you. Right? Yeah. But I didn't respond in I'm I'm the adult and you're the child. Like that's weird. Yeah. Uh, so that's not how we should respond to our young people.
0: And, and to, to 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 piggyback to the main uh let me talk about what you said about like this the schools, man. <laughs> All right we know that the school system is going to fail Mm
1: -hmm.
0: our kids regardless we knew that because they failed us they failed the generation before like you said even a generation before that at some point in time like the more that we gain more wealth the more that we gain generational wealth like we have to get back to the point of making the change or being the change for them at some point Mm. like like how you're doing right now being a mentor like more black men should be mentors more black men should show up to school for them kids and say all right Listen, I'm going to walk you to school. I'm going to be here to congratulate you. To, hey, make sure you have a good day. Clap it up for them. Just to show them that, man, like, this is what you can become. Because I think that's what, like, I lacked. Like, I, I always had a father, great father in my life. Um, but other than that, I didn't have great examples of Black men, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, other than one Black business that was in town. Other than that, I did not know, unless it was on TV. So it was like, we have to be, we have to show more representation to the Black kids of what you can be more than just what they see on TV. So I feel like we have to get back to that point. We have to even say, all right, we're going to invest our time to helping these kids. You know, that's just what I
1: think. And then supporting the people who are out here doing the work. Nice. So when we see people out here with programs, we got to feed into these programs. The yeah. same way we run and we get uh, Ivy park drop. No shade <laughs> to Ivy park. I love me some Beyonce, right? Yeah. I like, we got it. Or the same, the way we get on that Snickers app on Saturdays when they drop a new pair, of, when they drop a new pair of J's or whatever, like we gotta have that same type of drive when, like these, you know, community organizers, these activists, all these people have these different programs in our community, and they're asking for help. They're asking for money. They're asking for resources. They're asking for volunteers. Right, yep. and I know a lot of people, and we're talking about this on another episode of the podcast this week. But I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, I don't want to, you know, give my money to these organizations because, you know, like, boom, we're we we see that um, Black Lives Matter right now is <laughs> entrenched in controversy because <laughs> yeah. of this this um, mansion that they bought." Yeah. But I would say you got to do your due diligence, do your research, and not automatically assume that people are going to run off on the plug with your money. Yeah. like It's like when I see people who are um, homeless, I don't assume that every single person is going to go out and take the money um, no. and <laughs> go buy drugs, <laughs> go buy crack, or, 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 or go, go get a 40. Like I don't yeah. automatically assume that. And one thing that my dad uh, told me a long time ago, he said, you're not responsible for what they do with what you give them.
0: Mm.
1: He said, but you have to still give with good intentions and give with your heart because the Bible talks about if somebody's hungry, you feed them. Feed them, yep. yep. Somebody's thirsty, you give them something to drink. Bars. So <laughs> so I'm not responsible. Now, if I give you money for food and then you go and you get crack, that's not my fault. <laughs> but bro, the
0: way you say crack is killing you.
1: <laughs> crack? Um, I feel like you got to say it like that because crack is serious. Crack no, is but,
0: um, but no, you're exactly right. Um, and I think somebody, uh, she uh, she told me that that same thing you just said, because um, we had a perfect example just like that. She's about to give uh, somebody money. I was like, yo, don't give that person money, man. They're going to go around the corner and buy crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, then she's like, well, listen, as long as I did what I was supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, that's all that matters. And I was like, yeah. Lesson learned. Lesson yeah. learned. So no, you're exactly right about
1: that. Yeah. But, so it's just like I need people to just like really, but I I, I do feel like um that's why I had a shirt a couple like I made a shirt a while back for mm-hmm. my clothing line. And it was normalized therapy, right? Yep. Because I feel like that's something that we have to normalize. You got it. It's not white therapy, is not for uh, white people. white people. Yeah, like we heard that. Oh, that's some white people's stuff. Mm-hmm. That's some white people stuff. No, all of us can go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Therapy is for everybody. I feel like, yeah. if it, especially, I I personally feel my politic, my per, Micah's personal politic is that if you're black in America, you need therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. automatically. 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 Oh, off jump. Every black person in America should be in therapy.
0: That should be a part of Medicare, tri-care. Yeah.
1: I don't care what it should be a part of
0: everything. For real.
1: Because it's a lot, especially... Um, I mean, I wouldn't even say especially, but yeah, especially this past like X amount of years when we've literally been seeing just black people just listen, Indeed. this is kind of sidebar, but like people like Amy Schumer talking about like she's still traumatized from watching Will Smith um slap <laughs> her friend Chris Rock. And I'm like, how do you think we've we're yeah. actually traumatized when we've seen Mike Brown, Mm -hmm. Walter Scott, Philando Mm -hmm. Castile, Mm -hmm. John McDonald, Mm -hmm. Breonna Taylor, like Mm it goes on and on and on of like us being gunned down simply for being black, simply for just existing in this country in our own skin. That's real trauma. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, Not just
1: how this man slap another man and come on. Now, now your feelings hurt <laughs> your feelings are, stop it but you never said nothing about all of these things that are real life issues so like just for that alone what we've had to face i feel like black people we need to just really normalize therapy and it's okay to not be okay um and i learned that the hard way i had like a whole entire mental breakdown during the pandemic um because i had gotten arrested on the george floyd protest yeah right? i remember that I, remember. Yo, I got arrested at the george floyd protests, um and it was super traumatic right because i didn't do one i didn't do anything and two years later i'm going to do a podcast about it but two years later i finally was vindicated for it two whole entire years later almost almost two years later Where is this april so yeah i got um they dropped all the charges back in march the end of march yeah It's just ridiculous, man. And it's just going back and forth to the court, trying to, and it was virtual, but still it's like draining. But, you know, during that course of that day, like people all around, white people, black people, like, why are you guys arresting him? He didn't do anything. Um, I was held for like almost 24 hours, no food, no water. It was freezing cold in there. They wouldn't give me like no blankets, no nothing like that. I didn't get no phone call. And then, like, I was in the back of the paddy wagon for like, what was it? It was a good like hour and a half. And this was in June. So it was kind of warm. Right. Um, or it was the end of May. I don't remember when, when it, was. it was like in of May beginning of June, but it was warm. And I'm in the back of this paddy wagon and me. I don't know what's happening because it's just I'm just sitting here. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here. I could barely see anything. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Because I'm mm-hmm. thinking about Laquan McDonald. down. I'm thinking about Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray yeah. was in the back of the vehicle when they were driving all crazy. And he ended up like, I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking of Sandra Bland and all of this. The crazy thing was, man, we're conditioned so much to just push through, push through, push through. So like the next day when I got out, I was cool. I went live, told everybody about the experience. And then I was like, yeah, I'm people Are you sure you're good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm great. Yeah. This is what the this is what the fight is about. That's (laughs) one thing that we do. We do it to black women. We do it to black men, but we definitely do it to black women. We do this whole oh we're you got we're strong oh you're so strong yeah we commit. I mean we we commend people for being strong, which I don't like that. Um, (laughs) I was the very next day, the very next week, bro. I was on the stage giving a speech and marching again on another march. The very next week that's crazy that is crazy and to me i kept telling myself oh this is what i'm supposed to do because back in the day Mm -hmm. you know they 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 went through way worse the fred hamptons of the world and the dr Mm -hmm. kings and the malcolm x's like they went way worse so i gotta keep pushing and it wasn't no lie bro i think it was like some months later like two three months later and there was this weak time frame And keep in mind, we're also in isolation. It's the pandemic. We're not allowed Mm -hmm. to see any of our family or our friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Like so, you add that to it. Add me being a full-time entrepreneur in the midst of a pandemic, where everything's Mm kind of like "Mm, it's crazy. Going crazy, yeah. Um. So there was a time. So there was this week that I was just like, I literally. Um. This TV show, The Good Place, right? Five seasons. Mm -hmm. This show has five seasons. I watched that whole entire show in like in the midst of a week just episode episode just stayed in my room only got up to shower and eat barely (laughs) ate and then one of my friends he was like bro are you okay (laughs) he's like you finished that season that series that fast i'm like yeah you know i'm just chilling he's like bro you should like you might be depressed Mm -hmm. i'm like nah i'm cool i'm cool i'm not but then it was like yeah i was (laughs) seriously depressed that's not normal behavior Mm-hmm. like that's not normal behavior and it's like now and ever since then like when i get into places where i'm like mm, i'm going somewhere i make sure that i hit up my therapist be like yo let's get in you know let's 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 chop for a little yeah, bit yeah let's <laughs> get a yeah, quick session and i think we got to normalize that it's okay not to be okay
0: yeah
1: and and the more people the more
0: that people open up and talk about things like, like, for you example, and for things that I went through, for example, as well, I feel like the more people will be able to say, all right, I went through something as well. I feel like I'm not okay or either. I feel like I feel this way as well. And then we're already giving them information, like, hey, go to therapy or talk to this or do this. Like, like, I feel like the more people open up, man, and talk about the things that they've been through, I feel like the next generation, it'll get easier and easier and easier. Man. man. But it, it starts with people being vulnerable enough to say, all right, I'm not okay,
1: yeah. you know,
0: or- I went through this pain, or I dealt with this, or I dealt with that. And that way, man, it'll it'll make it so much easier. So much easier, man, I'm telling you. And then, sidebar, that depression ain't no joke. Mm. (laughs) Depression ain't no joke. Listen, I I always tell people, it's it's funny until it happens to you. It's funny until it happens to you. You know what I mean? Like, um, when I started, started talking about mental health five years ago and depression, anxiety, and PTSD and everything, five years ago, like, man, I'm talking about, I would get judged. Man, Maude, you weak, bro. What you doing out here talking about depression, man? You making us look bad. I'm like, all right, well, then I would get. I would give everybody the facts. And, hey, this is what you do. This is how you do what this is how do. Why, between uh, today and five years ago, the same people that used to judge were the same people that hit me up the first. Like, hey, man, I don't know what I'm going through, man. I'm hurting. I don't, I'm crying. I got the gun to my head. Like, legit I had a person call me with the gun to their head, bro. Mm. But it's, like, right. I, it, it's funny until it happens to you. So, so no, definitely take care of yourself, no matter who it is, man. I don't even care if you – even, even when you're good, still go to therapy because you yeah. want to stay at that level because every new level brings a new devil. You got to get ready for the next test, the next test, the next – you know what I mean? You got to just keep going, you know?
1: Man, I especially talk to my entrepreneurs who listen because entrepreneurship is <laughs> – it's not for the weak, right? First generation. Yeah, first generation, because especially when you're somebody who is called to like break those generational curses and cycles off of your family, right? And poverty is one of those. And it's like, when you're the person who's assigned to do that, you're going to get so much hell. It's just like, just hell. And it's just like, damn, why is this so hard? It's hard because you're breaking something that's been in your family for generations. Mm-hmm. um so like especially so if you're an entrepreneur listening and you're one of those people who feel like you know and then entrepreneurs as well as creatives because we put so much into our work we put so yeah. much into our craft and it's the yeah. little things that is like okay you push this out and then it barely gets noticed people mm-hmm. don't see it people don't yep. share it people yep. don't comment on it and you're yep. like oh my god it's me and then a lot of us deal with just in life we deal with rejection issues. So when you go ahead and you put out a piece of content, when you go ahead and you drop your new book that you just wrote, when you put out your new clothing line, your new makeup Mm -hmm. line, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't do well, those rejection issues that you never fixed in the past, they're brought up. Yep, because your dad wasn't around, your mom, your dad was around, but he never showed true affection, Uh, your mom was always super judgy, nothing, nothing that you ever did was right, like all of these, because yeah. people always talk about their dad issues, but a lot of people have mother me.
0: issues. There you go, yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of people yeah. have super judgy mo- mothers <laughs> that nothing is ever good enough, or yeah. they have the mothers who tell the sons. You know, so a lot of times the mothers are super hard on those daughters, mm-hmm. but then they have the sons who they're like, "Oh, your dad, you're just like your dad." Boom, 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 boom.
0: <laughs> oh, real, real quick, um, yeah. A lot of times, some 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 mothers create their sons to be everything better than what the dad was, and mm. don't even get that child to be. Or to give that child a chance to be him or find himself because they want them, that child to be better than the dad. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and I've seen that happen a lot of times and dealt with a lot of people like, man, my mom made me do this. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So yeah. So no, you got an exact point on that one.
1: Also, another thing for you guys listening who are, you know, creators, entrepreneurs, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, you need mm-hmm. to be doing it for yourself. Yes. And not to be proving them wrong. Wrong. Because that, once again, that's mental health stuff. That's stuff that you need to unpack in therapy. I know so many people, and I used to be that person. I knew so many people like, oh, well, they never supported X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to show them. And then now you're always in this rat race. You're always in this constant hamster wheel because you're not working for legacy. You're not working for purpose. You're working to prove somebody else wrong. (laughs) Facts.
0: and then within that becomes imposter syndrome because you're 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 making yourself be happy or you're forcing yourself to be something that you're truly not because it's not within who you are yeah you'll be like man i'm trying to make sure i'm getting out there getting it every day every person that did me wrong i'm gonna show them wrong and then you'll start living for others and not living for yourself because then once you said like you put out some content or put out something else and then when they when they don't Hit the way that you thought it would hit. Now you feel like you know, what I mean, you failed when all the actuality you no, know, it's working. The hardest part was just you getting started now, just be consistent, you know oh. what I mean? So, so, yeah, man, no, for real. Like, I, yeah, every I was like every person who wants to be a creative entrepreneurship influencer, whatever it is, yo, know, go to like I always say, go to therapy first because it's going to take a lot. If you thought you were tested before, or oh, wait to entrepreneurship, <laughs> wait.
1: <laughs> And you said it earlier, new levels, new devils. So don't even, let's not get into what happens when you start reading those comments. Uh, Like, we look at people like Will, we look at people like Kanye, we look at people like LeBron, like, (laughs) those comments are reckless. Yeah, the hate comes with it. (laughs) Yeah, the hate comes with it. So people always want to attain some certain level. And they're like, oh, when I get here, all of my problems are going to be fixed. When I get to this status, my problems are going to get fixed. When I get this much money, my problems are going to be fixed. No, your problems are only going to be fixed when you make the decision to fix yourself. And that's by going to therapy. That's by getting the help. That's by going ahead and figuring out those moments in your life that change the trajectory of your life and start unpacking those things, getting rid of that baggage.
0: Yeah. Cause because the extra baggage is, is gonna keep coming on with you. And it's gonna get heavier, bigger, stronger, faster, and it's gonna and you have to deal with it. Plus with the with the next level of what you're dealing with as well. So you might as well unpack it now. Because if you know if you know you're truly good at something, if you know that this is your purpose, if you know that this is what you're supposed to be doing, listen, live for that, but just know that you gotta become the person that you have to become in order to live truly for mm-hmm. it. And it, and a part of becoming that new person, you got to get rid of the old per- version of you. And and getting rid of the old version means getting rid of that old baggage as well. Like, tell you, you. Especially with that entrepreneurship and creative. Man, it's no joke. It is no joke at all.
1: Getting rid of the old person. That's good. Got to get rid good. of them. Before we close out, I do got a plug, and then we're gonna ask you where people can find you. But I do need to plug my um I need to plug my friend's book. It is called Baggage Claim. Y'all can find it on Amazon. That's on Amazon. Baggage Claim by Blake Martin. Um, and in this insightful, emotional, and thought-provoking memoir, fashion mogul Blake Martin buries his soul and guides his audience through his childhood trauma, through entertaining stories and brutal honesty. Martin stands on the pedestal of his truth. As a child who was abandoned, raped, addicted, and homeless before even reaching high school, Martin challenges our minds on how to approach Black boys and Black men in the spaces of their trauma. Black men listening to this right now, you need this book. It is a game changer. Um, It's helped me just reading his story, and I want you guys to get it. So what I'm going to do is, once again, it is on Amazon. It's called Baggage Claim, but I'm also in the show notes, what You're listening to, you can go ahead and you can check that link out as well. Now, Ahmad, tell me uh, what you got going on. What, pe- how can people connect with you? Let's talk about that.
0: Um, everybody, you can connect with me on Instagram and TikTok at Ahmad J Grant A H M A D J G R A N T. And definitely about to launch a YouTube, man. Definitely got a new camera. I right, got a new setup, it's about to be fire, man. And, um, man, my I got a group chat with um. A lot of people that I do daily quotes, daily affirmations, so DM me if you want to be a part of that as well, but they really want me to do a podcast, and I, and I don't know, man, We I'm going to have to pray about that one just a little bit more harder. Why you got to pray <laughs> about it? Because, man, you, hey, man, listen, I got to be consistent, you know, <laughs> and, and I don't want to have do it. I want to make sure I'm going to it, you know, with, not just for myself, but making sure I'm going to impact everybody else that actually listens, so yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. I feel that kind of. Um. <laughs> we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about that because I'm actually. What's crazy is I'm I'm um going all in with this podcast and stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I like the coaching, the consultant, and I'm doing it right now, you know. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to really build out this podcast and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm actually working on building out an actual uh podcast network for us. Oh. I mean, you already have, like, you got it's The Black Effect, but you don't just, you can have more than one network out here, right? It doesn't it's have nice. to be, like, there's only one person out here doing it. So, yeah, um, we'll be talking, we'll, yeah, we, talk. we definitely got to talk, because I want to really build out this, and I want to bring in people who I really believe in, and who, so what my podcast network, what I really want it to be, is purpose-driven. Yes, sir. So whatever yeah. it is that you feel like your purpose is. I want you to bring that and bring it to the network. And it's not. And this is me. I'm just like gonna just have the platform for everybody. I'm not gonna make no money off of it. It, Mm And I just want it to be like I house everybody. We Mm -hmm. house everybody in this podcast network, and we let people just go ahead and do their thing.
0: Send the contract over. I'm (laughs) signing.
1: (laughs) No, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk. But definitely, I want you to be involved with that, man. Let's go.
0: I'm I'm definitely on it, man. I definitely want to do it, like for real, for (laughs) real.
1: I love it. Um, so did we tell them where they can find you? Yeah. Instagram, Amar J. Grant, man. Uh,
0: TikTok as well. I got my website, at Amar, AmarGrant.com. And um, also YouTube, man. Definitely follow me when, or subscribe me on YouTube. I'll definitely be launching uh, very soon within the next two weeks. So let's get it.
1: All right. All right. All right. All right. So if you're listening to this right now, uh, that information will be posted as well. And then, um, You know, here in a couple of weeks, I'll go back and uh, update this. And yeah, y'all will be able to uh, get into his YouTube as well. All right. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody else listening. We're coming back right? You're going to get another episode this week. So we will be back on Friday. I love y'all. On Friday, we got so much that we're talking about. So all of the tea that y'all been waiting to hear about this past week, don't worry. We're bringing it. Portia will be back. I know y'all love her. This has been another episode of Conversations for the Culture, and I will see you on Friday.